0: to Just Bobby T. What's going on, everybody? How's everyone doing today? I'm here today with Grady Wallace. Grady, what's up?
1: Well, I just want to say thanks for having me, and uh, looking forward to a chat. Awesome, awesome. So, Grady, real quickly,
0: before we start things off, some people have mentioned in the past that I don't really get into what is it that you do first. So, to begin things off, kind of introduce yourself and what is it that you do.
1: Well, my name is Grady Wallace, uh, the owner of Rad Originals. Uh, I'm a Edmonton street artist and clothing designer. Awesome,
0: awesome. So to start things off, uh, what has had your attention over this last week here?
1: Man, it's been like all over the place. Um, Just had a release of a new clothing line at the Edmonton Raw show, and then there was this big sneaker lease. So um, something like that's really been influencing a lot of the stuff I've been doing recently uh unfortunately i was unable to cop those sneakers but i mean
0: uh, are you talking about like what were those those air max 90s yeah. so or the
1: or air max 197s by uh, sean weatherspoon they were uh pretty unique pretty loud uh pretty out there concept but i think that's what i liked so much about them um they're just super super rad and original <laughs> totally and
0: like you know it's funny like i saw like um i follow like a few like I guess you could say influencers on yeah. like Instagram. And sort of for that drop, everyone was like doing their unboxing or showcasing their new cop or what they just recently cop. And I was like,
1: damn, those are like <laughs> super sweet. Yeah, well, I know, I know Kith, that was a big store that released them. There was super, super limited. Uh, Fortunately, nowhere in Edmonton even stocked them. There was like 17 in Calgary. Um but yeah, like LeBron was wearing them and a bunch of other famous people. So it's it's pretty cool, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it that's, goes. That's that's wicked. Yeah. And
0: like even to like myself, it's kind of funny. Um my head's been so much in like the food scene. Yeah. And so like recently I just came back from Calgary, did this awesome um kind of little mini documentary around this one individual named Travis. Shout out to Travis, uh, who is doing this uh brand called the Nomad Cook. Yeah, yeah. And so just Met an awesome chef out in like New York that he brought in
1: to like host this like guest dinner. It was super dope, super wicked. That's sweet. Yeah, so, I was I was staying tuned on the social media and stuff like that. So it's cool to, cool to just talk about everybody and see what they're doing. But, yeah, yeah, that's no, awesome. Completely. So tell us a little bit about yourself
0: and start from sort of from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get into fashion? Or even to let's take a step back. Like,
1: where were you born? All right. Well, I was born in uh, Kamloops, BC. I lived there for the first six, seven years of my life, then moved to Red Deer, and then I winded up in Fort Saskatchewan. I finished high school there. Um, Yeah, art was kind of a big thing in high school for me. Uh, I stopped playing hockey in grade 11. um, So I kind of just needed, I didn't know what to do with all my free time. I mean, when you go from hockey practices from five to six times a week, and then to nothing. Um, But yeah, art, Art's always been a big part of my life, but it really took off in high school. Um, with the art that I do, like I always thought spray paint was the coolest thing ever. And totally. I just never knew how to do it. And it was, it was always so intimidating because I think if you want to learn how to spray paint, you really do need a big area to work with. Yep. But then uh, Banksy, which I'm sure a lot of people know of.
0: Uh, and for the people who don't know, just give them a little bit of context.
1: Probably one of the biggest uh, street artists kind of out there. something that really broke into more of the, the graffiti. It made graffiti almost to like an acceptable thing in a lot of places in the UK. Totally. Um, more people are starting to look at it as art instead of vandalism. Um, and,
0: and wasn't he like one of the individuals who was able to basically like his graffiti work was considered like high or fine art because it was so highly demanded, so sought after, so much secrecy. And then people were cutting out his pieces out of a wall and selling it for oh, yeah. tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands. There's of dollars. straight up
1: people just taking sawzalls and just cutting it out of there, which I thought was just crazy. So I followed him really closely uh, throughout high school. And that's so, kind of what sparked uh, stenciling for me. Yeah. Um, but since then, I've really taken actually well let's go back yeah a little bit further after high school got a job out at like shell and started to work in the oil industry because okay i mean that's a pretty albertan thing to do and i got my fourth class power engineering um but then i just i just got back into art and i just really missed it and got back into stenciling and i uh there's a couple artists that i saw um one called snick it's actually a couple from the uk yeah and then uh, martin watson and something that I found very unique to them is they do heavily, heavily detailed stencils. Yeah. So that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. And so over the last couple of years I've been doing stencils from I remember doing my first like four layer stencil. And I was like, yeah. man, this is this is unreal. <laughs> this is bomb. Like this is this is awesome. I'm yeah. So stoked. And then since then I've been doing I did a painting with like twenty seven different stencil layers on it Holy to shit. create this. So um
0: And like, and what is like like, once again, what is stenciling? Because some people are like, what is stenciling? Like? Yeah. Uh,
1: so essentially, I take a piece of paper yeah. and I use an X-Acto knife and cut out uh, the layer or the image that I want from that paper. Um, and the really cool thing about stenciling that I find is uh, that you're you're able to repeat it. Like, you okay. can kind of like that Andy Warhol feel with the soup cans. Like, you can repeat the same process. Totally. Um, I actually did a mural at Southgate at Kix. And uh, Okay. so I did a full wall full of multicolored bears kind of that same feel to it um and that was just a five layer stencil Um, but the amount of detail in there was just like it still blows me away which is kind of cool totally um but yeah i just i just love how accurate you can be with stencils um i tried you know getting into acrylics but it just just wasn't my feel to it yeah um yeah everything's so precise with it
0: and, like, when you say it doesn't get you feel, like, that's just in regards to you didn't like the final
1: picture? It just didn't resonate with you more, in terms of what you consider art or? More of the process, I think. Like, I'm just more of a fan of the stencil process because um, it's really unknown until you paint it. Um, I yep. could do a 15-layer a portrait. Um, so, yeah, there's – and, I mean, I usually start with, like, a darker tone and then you work your way up and yep. every color has its layer. Um, but you won't know until – it takes you 30 minutes to paint it and you put on the last layer and it's like, whoa, this turned out or, <laughs> well, I better go back to the drawing board kind of thing, so. Totally. Yeah. So you mentioned that
0: some of your work <laughs> we can find um, at Southgate or Southgate Mall's Kicks location yeah. where you did sort of the bears in front of their entrance. Yeah. And where else can we see some of your work that you've um, done around the city?
1: The, uh, probably the best place to go right now is actually the Udell Exhibitions Gallery on 124th Street um, there was, right, there was a show that I did this summer called Vignettes um, wicked, Super awesome show. If anybody didn't go to that last year, go to the one this year, it'll be worth it. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Lee for that. And, uh, but after that, the, the gallery kind of discovered me. Um, but yeah, so I have pieces in the gallery there. Um, ATB Financial uh, at the CKUA building. There's a mural there as well. Um, and,
0: and tell us about that mural. because That's one of my favorite pieces.
1: That one was by far my biggest piece to date. Uh, that was nine feet by seven feet. Um, and if you, I mean, it's hard to kind of describe it too if you, if you don't see the photo, but mm-hmm. um, to do a highly detailed piece that big with stenciling took a lot of, uh, I basically had to break down an image into a bunch of different sections yeah. um, for it to all line up perfectly but it was, uh, it was actually a self portrait. Um, they wanted someone playing a piano. So got some photos uh, and a lot of my art incorporates my own photography as well. Cool. Um, and that's kind of back to the brand Rad Originals. We can talk about that later, but yeah. um, just having original content. Um, so by me going out and taking the photo and then turning that into a stencil. Totally. It's a good way to do that. Um, so wait, do you know how to play the piano? i do not know how to play the piano (laughs) i tried learning once like mary little mary had a little lamb and it was it didn't work out it wasn't the no so um but i mean uh it's it's not as easy to like pretend to play the piano as people may think especially if you're trying to like rock out on one and that's like the image it's it's me standing up playing the piano um kind of that streetwear feel with like a you know a buttoned up shirt with jeans and some kicks and then a hat on um which i know a lot of people that know me i'm pretty much always wearing a hat so (laughs) um and then the piano itself is a grand piano and along the grand piano body is all graffitied totally um just with kind of a mix of just randomness and just uh, atvs in there and just other little like things that I want people to really look at when they're looking at a painting. Totally. Um, I want paintings that I do to really stop people and, you know, draw them in. And, you know, huh. you, you may not absorb it all in one sitting. Like you might go back there to ATB two, three times and find something new within the painting.
0: Yeah. And see something like a little different or some other nuances or see their logo or some of the colors in it. And, and I think that's dope because, I mean, like there was layers to, um, in depth into what you're doing, and right. so it was interesting to kind of see that aspect and to see those little highlights. Thanks, really awesome dope piece.
1: Um, and even with like, like cutting, I guess myself out. Um, something that I've kind of noticed in like the stenciling trend too. It's, um, you know, they people see an image and then they just they just cut that out the way, I guess stencils are normally are designed on the computer. Yeah. But I do think that I do a lot of freehand stuff within the stencils. Um, and like the different textures, even with the jeans that I was wearing, you could tell that they were oh, like cool. jeans. And then the shirt had a different feel to the jeans, even though it was all spray paint and it was all monochrome and things like that. Yeah. Um. And at the time, I had a big beard, so I, you know, cut out the beard, but it it looked like something you could grab, and it was like it was soft kind of feel to it. So totally. I really so focus cool. on having like different textures within the the stenciling and cuts itself. Yeah. So so from start to finish when you start the whole stenciling process, or
0: even to from when you load it up, I guess onto a computer yeah. to start to get the layers, how much time goes into one piece?
1: Well, um, kind of this whole process thing has been about 22 years. So yeah. in the making, <laughs> no, it's just a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, I mean, you can ask any artist that, like how long does it take? And I feel like most artists will probably not like that question. Cause anytime we do a piece, it's mm-hmm. not just like, well, it took us two weeks to paint it, two weeks to cut it. Or whatever however your medium is yeah. but like we think about this day and night and something that i've noticed too even just being in like you know a, a refinery job or something like that is you go do your work and you come home and you stop thinking about it yeah but with art you may work like a 12 hour day and then you go home and you still think about it and you're like oh this is a new idea but um that painting itself it was over a couple months because i mean with a project that big you want to make sure kind of everybody's happy and everything totally. is on the same page and um but yeah i think the uh the actual cutting process of that one was probably about two weeks and then the painting oh. was um well for those who haven't been to the ckua building or the ATB uh new the new branch uh you should check it out um the painting probably should have taken two days but it took me four days because it's just such a chill spot totally. and the atmosphere <laughs> is really cool so awesome yeah awesome so one of the things that i think a lot of like creatives or
0: up-and-coming artists are super curious about is like how do you or how does one land these opportunities or gigs or projects or commissions and i'm kind of curious can you speak to a little bit about how you have been able to land some of these whether it's commissions um projects such as what you did at atb even kicks like how like what like what was the process behind that how did you nail that and can you give people some like practical advice
1: who are up and coming artists? Sure. I mean, I still am an up and coming artist. I mean, I've had a lot of really awesome opportunities in the, this last six months, eight months. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to get these opportunities sometimes. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I think I'm just really striving to really be different and just do things that people haven't seen before. And even so, as far as my techniques, um, you know, and if there's other people trying to do the same thing as me, I always want to be two steps ahead of the game. Totally. Um, But it's just going and just kind of taking risks. Like, I mean, we've got that one mural saying, you know, take a risk. It's the most evident thing you, you can do or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, there's a lot of things that I've been doing right now that I just, I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't yeah. know if this is the right decision at the time, but I just do it anyways because it forces me constantly do new things and i think that's a really big thing if you want to try and break out of the art scene is you just just workflow has to be constant and you just totally. always have to have something new nope. um but i mean at the end of the day people are if they like your art you're gonna go get your art um yeah. so if you stand out and you're just different and um but it's it's so the art world and the art market and <laughs> just everything is so Complicated? great. It's, it's just, yeah, it's great. It's unknown. Like, I totally. mean.
0: There's no, there's no like real true path to kind of navigating. And, and like, this is like step one, two, three, four, because it always changes. And I'm sure each project you've sort of, that you've landed almost had a different path.
1: Yeah. In accomplishing and, it. and I mean, Getting with it. all this stuff, you kind of like start to find your voice. Um, one thing that was really big and that kind of sparked me back in the art um, was the art walk. So, I mean, if you, you want to really get your name out there, then start with the art walk. Start with, smaller fairs and things like that. Cool. Um, and then kind of work your way up. Um, but yeah, no, I just think the, uh, the attention to detail too is a really big thing with being an artist. Yeah. Um, well, I guess in my field, I mean, everybody's different too. Like. And then detail in what regards, like the art itself or in other More aspects? of like the overall. Um, and I, that's something that I even work on constantly too, is, um, just even with like, Edges of canvases too Like I think people May appreciate it more If it's just You know You don't want dirt on it You don't You want things to be like Presented in a nice way You want totally. someone buys a piece You want it to be Brought in in a box You don't want it to be Saran wrapped and okay. Things like that Like yeah. Just like little things That make people and They may not even notice it But you take care of your art and things like that that yeah. makes a big difference no and like i mean packaging is
0: everything right yeah. that's how we perceive value sometimes is how it's presented yeah. and i'm sure if i sure have a certain product that's worth you know thousands of dollars and i throw it in like a paper bag or yeah. a safeway bag you're like what the hell is this but if it's a nice beautiful box yeah. then you're like
1: well, well then again that might be the trend in a year there might just be like well plastic <laughs> bags are in well i mean yeah totally. we'll, we'll see but um <laughs> That's awesome. So, so to move, I guess now to another
0: aspect of your brand or sort of the projects you do is rad original. So, tell me how that started and where does that sit in the midst of all of your artwork and everything?
1: Rad started in high school. Um, I did a painting with a UFO with like rad underneath it, and I think I was just trying to think of short words because the canvas was really small and like. <laughs> Spray paint's really hard to work with. So I was like, oh, what can I fit? That's like a couple <laughs> letters? And letters. Um, but I also think like I've been saying Rad for a long time. I just think it's cool. Like I just, I just want to be cool. Yeah. And uh, Rad's also in my name. People used to call me G Rad, things like that. Okay. Um, but then as far as the clothing derived, like I was always a huge fan of Obey and Shepherd Ferry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I just love the clothing. I liked how they had the big back logos and um, just kind of overall what he stand for. And his concept was just, get it everywhere totally. so you'd slap stickers like all around cities and things like that yeah um so that's kind of where the and i yeah i, w- I wore obey nonstop. that was kind of my brand and then i was like <laughs> man i'm trying to promote myself now like i want to make a brand like that sounds cool
0: totally and, and like and <laughs> what how old were you when these? said you said this is high school when you were doing all this? or is this High school after?
1: was when like Rad kind of like started. That was kind of like my, like I would draw, I'd have Rad in all my drawings and that would just kind of be hidden in there somewhere. Yeah, Rad Originals probably didn't start till like 2016. Okay. Um, and that was just very like, just brainstorming about ideas and things like that. and um, So yeah, Rad Originals kind of developed and with that was just, I just saw a lot of like trends on internet or like people would find like, Lion painting, and then they would paint it, and then they would try and sell it as their own. And I just, I don't believe in that. Like, I just so think it's, I don't know. I just, I mean, the, the, and then there's the whole Obey thing where it's like he took Andre the Giant, he took a straight up image, and then he appropriated it itself.
0: Oh, I didn't know that's where that yeah. Came so, from. It, okay. so it's Andre the
1: Giant, and he was like flipping through like magazines or whatever, and he found. He like even told his buddy, he was like, "You should make something out of this. It's cool." His buddy yeah. was like, no, "No, I don't. I don't want to do that." Yeah. So. Um,
0: and and then you know what like I'm such a huge fan to be blunt um, of that sort of remix of culture yeah. or of image or of artwork or whatever accordingly yeah. and I mean that's that's kind of like that segues into the whole music industry of how everyone takes their samples and remake into something awesome and amazing. Yeah. And the same thing with like artwork or, or iconic images. Yeah. So many people take like a, a biggie, like, you know, a biggie oh, yeah. image or a 2 picture and they remix it and make it their own, right? And so sure, yeah. it's up to the end consumer if that's dope
1: well, or not, but... I think, I think it's like doing the exact same painting and then calling it your own. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I do that a lot too. Like I find references even like other artists and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I like what they did, but I want to tweak it. I want to make it my own. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of all with like kind of finding your voice within the the art world and things like that. And
0: so you started off with the medium of
1: t-shirts? The, yeah, like I always like had the idea of just starting something and like even in grade nine, I was like, oh, I was talking to a buddy. I was like, oh, we should open like a clothing store. I was really into like Mitchell and S hats at the time, yeah. like snapbacks. Um, I mean, we're in Edmonton, but I I grew up in BC, so I was a Canucks fan. So I have a lot of like retro Canucks hats. Whoa, you don't want people going crazy on this thing. Huh? I know, I know, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, I, I love the, and the, the thing that I really liked about the retro Canucks stuff too was the um, the colors. Yeah. That's what I was, su- I just love the, the colors of that kind of stuff. But anyway, so yeah, I was a big like Mitchell and S collector. Um, I had a lot of like Vancouver Grizzlies stuff. Um, but then the brand kind of went from like, oh, I just kind of want to have my own stuff. But I was like, I'm painting and I want to rep myself. I don't want to like, like I appreciate every other like clothing brand, but yep. I want to start like showcasing myself. And with a big back Rat original logo, when you're like spray painting a mural or doing something like that, people start to like ask questions and they're like, oh, so, what is this? And blah, 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 and blah. And what's blah. going on? So, um see, so yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a slower process. I mean, the art's obviously the main focus, but um, this last clothing line that I did, I definitely took my art and put it onto a new canvas, and that yeah. canvas was the clothing. Yeah. So, so tell, so talk to us a lot, cause like, I mean, I, I when I went
0: to your show yeah. last weekend, it was dope and it was super wicked. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that project. How did you get involved with that show and give people a little bit more context of that whole experience.
1: So at the gallery, the Udell Gallery, um, Melissa, she worked with RAW before. Um, she used to be out in Toronto. Um, RAW is it's just a big showcase for a lot of artists. Um, cool. They've got stuff in New York, like LA, they've got pretty much every major city in the States and then all the major cities in Canada. And she was like, you should you should do it. Um, well, and I, I guess another like, it was the crash hotel so i did the playboy hoodie yeah. for that one um but yeah this this raw show i came out with the rat originals endangered collection yeah um and that kind of i mean i went to thailand and i got a lot of inspiration from that so i mean i saw animals i learned a lot about like the, the issues with the elephants um lots of people probably don't know this but like they go through um, the breaking process so if someone wants to ride an elephant they break the elephant which means they they tie them up and they, they put them through this awful process so that they'll listen and things like that. Seriously. Yeah. See, and like people probably don't know. Cause when you think of Thailand, it's like, Oh, I want to go ride elephants. And, yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's what I wanted to go do. I was like, Oh, I want to go do that. And we started to talk to locals and they're like, it's really bad. But I mean, it's a huge industry over there as far as tourism. Totally. So, I mean, we went to like animal, um, the, uh, like elephant sanctuaries and things like that and learned about them more. And, uh, even like the tigers in the zoos and stuff like that. Like, I mean, zoos, yes, they also provide a place for animals to- um, and just just Flourish and just live. and just, and just yeah. like, but also some can't live in the wild. So totally. they have to, so-
0: They become dependent to like that whole lifestyle and yeah. they'll kind of die in captivity. Well, and their
1: habitats are, are getting diminished too with a lot of like rainforest, uh, like just people chopping down the trees and things yep. like that. Yep. Um, and so yeah so this this rat originals endangered line kind of came up with like a mix of that um also was watching like the Fish and like hunt hunting channel one time and yeah. um, i paint a lot of grizzly bears um so grizzly bears are just it's always been one of my favorite animals and the one episode that like you know was on at home or something they shot a grizzly bear and i just like i got so like deep about it because i mean like yeah I get the whole like you know uh hunting for food, and if you use the whole animal, I think that's that's respectable and whatever totally. um I mean that's a whole nother issue we can dive into, but um I was just like, man i gotta I gotta kind of bring awareness like i mean, yeah, I just wanted to bring awareness to animals, so I started like diving deeper into like um animals and kind of learning more about them, and um half the time like people just don't know what's out there. And I mean, I'm yeah. guil- guilty for it all the time. Like, I mean, people are on their phones all the time, but there's like big issues that need to be addressed. And um, so, I, yeah, so I, back to the back to the clothing line, I did five new looks with five different animals. Um, I did a baseball jersey with a tiger, uh, basketball jersey with the Amir Leopard, a denim jacket that had original artwork of great white sharks on it. Yep. Yeah. Um, spray painted long sleeve t-shirts with bumblebees and a hockey jersey with a red wolf.
0: Wicked. And those were all like kind of cut and sew pieces where they like screen printed or were they just like literally you did the original
1: artwork on them? Everything was like original artwork. Um, the hockey jersey was a painting that I actually did previously. And I turned that into like a, it's called a DST file. So it's the sew pattern for the clothing. So I designed everything and even the tiger logo, I took an image of a tiger. Um, that's something that's hard to like go photograph, especially in Edmonton. <laughs> but I took, you know, original uh, photo of a tiger and then transformed that into the logo, which is Wicked. then into the the stitch pattern. Um, and so are
0: you going towards like more, like are you doing men and women's fashion, just men's fashion? Like wh- what's the area that you're focusing on? I
1: think the, the fashion that I'm doing, um, it's just kind of unisex. Like I just think everybody should just be able to rock it however they want. Totally. Um, so for the fashion show, I only had girls modeling the clothing. Um, they all kind of wore it as dresses, but I'm wearing the Wolf Jersey right now. Um, and the, the style is very street. Um, I love streetwear. wear. Um, yeah. I just think it's, there's just so much culture behind it. And just, it's all art. Like it really is pieces of art that people can wear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to trying to bring awareness to these animals because and a lot of these ones that I did were all well, four of them are apex predators in the food chain. And what does that mean? So <laughs> yeah, so they're so they're top of the line. I mean there's nothing that will essentially eat them in the food chain. Okay. Um and now what I learned was that if if the absence of apex predators happens, the entire ecosystem will collapse. So like the prey or the things like that will like overpopulate then there'll yeah. be like less plants for like everybody to eat and then like disease will spread and smaller predator it just it'll be an imbalance and i don't think a lot of people realize this like even sharks um that's that's the apex predator of the ocean and they'll just be like overcrowding um so yeah i was just really trying to just show people like you need to look after these animals because once this happens, everything's going to go just in the wrong direction. (laughs) So uh, even the bumblebees that I did, um, there's a specific species of bumblebees that are um, critically endangered in the States and some in Canada. And I think there was a quote by Albert Einstein, correct me if, well, I'm not, this is loosely interpreted, (laughs) but um, I think he said, uh, you know, if the bumblebees go, it's, uh, three to four years before like all the food sources are gone and just totally because of all the cross-pollination that
0: they do and yeah. things like that and well no, and I've, I've and I've seen a few different like documentaries that speak to as those decline or as the bees just all die yeah we're all dead
1: well since like I think it's like 2006 or something around there like in the last 10 years beehive population has gone down by 50 percent 40 to 50 yeah. percent which is crazy Um and one in every three bites that you take is because of a bumblebee so huh one or three bites of anything I eat? Pretty much. So huh. if you take a bite of a sandwich or something, I mean, lettuce is from that, like tomatoes, just everything. And, but even if you think about cows and stuff like that, if, if you lose all your all your crops and things like that for them to eat, it's totally. because of the bumblebees. So, um, And everybody's like, oh, well, you know, like pesticides and things like that, or they're helping them, like certain people make money, yeah. but it's gonna cost more money for people to try to fix Bumblebee's going extinct. Totally. So, um,
0: and, and that's oh shit, man. Like that's super fascinating that you're like kind of like how this collection, yeah. you know, is relevant to what's happening, you know, obviously in life right now. Yeah. And that's, that's cool that you kind of picked that direction to move the brand. Yeah. So do you kind of see yourself kind of, is this is that like going to be like a foundation around where Rad Originals goes? Are you just testing to see what happens, or is this going to be just like for this collection?
1: Um, well, I mean, the animals. I did like a harpy eagle. Um, I did another show with Glenn Ronald, um, and it was animals out of their habitat. So I kind of had like a feel to that, like already with like just okay. animals being pushed out of their their natural habitat. Yeah. Um, I really think that this is a really cool concept, um, but I'm gonna keep this limited with the clothing that I'm selling for this. Cool. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, even with streetwear too, and like uh, street art, it's kind of just, you know, if there's certain issues in the world, that's what people kind of focus in around that time. Totally. Um, But. And
0: that that kind of, that's what makes, I mean, that's what makes it dope and cool. Yeah. Is that through these mediums, whether it's sure fashion, clothing, or even to the artwork that you're doing, you're telling what's relevant in the streets right now what what's relevant in the world right now what's relevant to you yeah. as a creator so i think that's super
1: dope thanks um yeah, and even with like part of the uh like certain like the the basketball jersey with the leopards there's only 57 of those leopards left in the wild so there's like a 57 on the jersey um oh, that's and i cool. wanted everything to be super like almost like nba quality and like i wanted yep. everything to be like oh like that's that's top of the line kind of thing totally um, but, uh, and then each Jersey has a patch on it, kind of explaining about the animal and like what's going on. It's all positive. I don't want it to be like, well, this many are killed every like, yeah, I think that just kind of sends a wrong message to people. So
0: how do you spin it positive? Like, um, give me, give me I, an example.
1: so for the, like, like I said, with the bumblebees, that the one in three food bites are because of bumblebees every year. And, um, it was more of just like positive facts and like how we need them. Um, the Sharks Zoo is about how they're top of the line and are um, apex predators. And yeah. without them, that there would be kind of a collapse. Um, but there is like a 100 million sharks killed every year due to shark finning and like shark fin soup, really? which is a crazy number, like a 100 million. And then like, oh, how do you think they're going extinct? But I mean, if that happens every year, it's going <laughs> to happen real quick. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, and then the sharks get their fins chopped off and then just thrown throw back in the ocean. To die. Yeah. So, okay. but... Um, so even the fashion show, like I had a video made up, um, and it kind of started out with a phone call, um, and the phone call, you know, started out with like, um, or it hit a voicemail and it was like, you've reached the people of the world are busy on our phones right now, but we'll just text you back kind of thing. Okay. And where, where,
0: where can people see this video?
1: Um, I'll link it on, well, we can link it on your Facebook cool. and then we'll, we'll yeah. go from there. But, um, it is kind of sad. Cause I mean, I rely heavily on technology to do my art and do, um, uh, just like kind of get the message out there. Yeah. But there's a lot of times too, where it's just almost not in a positive way where people are, you know, it's just like that binge. Yeah. And, uh, which I think is kind of sad. Cause I mean, yeah, I stepped back for a second and I started to do research on these animals and, um, just kind of like, wow, like I had no clue up until I really kind of started to develop this idea how serious things can get. Yeah. Um, But even just rad originals as a brand, like back to the original clothing, it started out with just just basic logos on, on clothing. Um, Totally. And just like kind of about that lifestyle, just that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, And I do want, and I think the people that have been buying the stuff, they can relate to it, whether that's you're in music, Photography, skateboarding, like whatever you do, I think Rad Originals is a brand that can really, you can really relate to because everybody wants to be their own person, but they all want to be different. Totally. Um, and people just want to be cool. People want to be accepted in like their totally. their area and things like that. And so what, and
0: what they kind of care about. And like and kind of with that being said, I'm curious for yourself, like where do you find yourself? spending the most time as you mentioned on like on social media yeah. like are you always on Instagram Facebook are you always snapping like where where do you find yourself living the most Instagram
1: and- by far um I didn't even get Facebook till like a couple of years ago so I'm like I'm oh, still like yeah. I'm still like kind of a noob with it but yeah um Snapchat kind of went dead after the uh after the Instagram update with all the stories, stories? and stuff because I so you
0: left, you left Snapchat? You don't I still Snapchat? have
1: it, but it's more like personal kind of like stuff. I okay. don't really do a rat originals on that. Um, but I think you can reach a bigger audience with Instagram. Um, and it's, so, it's more of a business platform as well. Like yeah. you can, you can show what you're selling or you can show what you're trying to do. And, uh, yeah. So that's it.
0: Yeah. Wicked, wicked. So um, I guess as we kind of draw this to an end, I'm kind of curious, where are you going right now towards with your artwork and where are you going with like Rad Originals as a <laughs> brand? And uh, what is what does the future look like?
1: Um, there is potential. Um, and I, I don't really like to kind of talk about stuff that isn't set in stone yet. Oh. Um, I've, I keep things pretty close to my heart kind of thing until it's like I got the A-OK, but... Stuff you could share with us. Yeah. Um, so... There's potential for maybe like collaborations in Toronto and like other things like that. Cool. Um, yep. I would love to do more murals around the city. Um, I know Rust Magic's coming up in the the summer.
0: Yeah, 2018. Yeah. I'm so, excited for that. <laughs> me too.
1: So I wanted to get into that last year, but I just didn't have experience in murals. So I painted like five or six murals since then. Um, so yeah, I ho- hopefully this year I can get into that. Um, I you know, mentioned
0: before that you're doing like a smaller show this Saturday, and what show is that?
1: Yeah, that's with uh, River City Tile Company. Um, so that's just they're showcasing a lot of Edmonton, and actually I think there's a lot of em- or just artists from just around. I don't Wicked. know if it's Canada or um, the Love. world. Yeah. But um, so I've got that show going on. Um, super stoked for that. A lot of amazing artists there, and then I've got a gallery show with Udell on the 7th, I do believe. Okay. Um, Wicked. and then, yeah, so hopefully this summer will be focused on like murals and things like that. Um, and then in November I'll actually have my own solo show with the Udell gallery Wicked. and I am planning something just crazy, um, for this. I'm really just like to go above and beyond with anything I do. Totally. Um, so this is going to be a really cool concept for a show. Um, so just kind of stay tuned whether you can follow me on Instagram. I'm, I post most daily kind of stuff, especially updates on my, uh, on my story. Um, But uh, like, there's there's just so much going on that I try to just one step at a time and it's so easy to get overwhelmed. Um, But even with the brand Rad Originals, like I really want to bring awareness to these animals at the moment. Um, But yeah, I think I'm going to really start focusing on more of the crazier streetwear kind of style instead of just like the plain Rad Originals. I mean, I'll keep doing that stuff, but um, You're diving more into more so like cut and
0: sew programs and pieces that are like, I guess, the staples, like the jackets, potentially pants,
1: yeah. shirts and things like that and jerseys. Yeah, the yeah, I love the jersey kind of yeah. idea just because it's something that people just don't wear. Like you Wicked. don't really see people wearing hockey jerseys as like a fashion statement. Totally. Um, but I mean, even like we were talking about shoes earlier, like I'm very new to this, but I think the shoe world is very cool. And 100%. I mean, this whole street where it's, each piece is just like a piece of art. And like, yeah. there's certain pairs of shoes that are, I probably wouldn't wear those because they're, they're ugly as like, maybe like an outfit kind of choice. Yeah. But I mean, and that's also in my opinion, but the really cool is like the whole story behind the shoe and like where they came from and yeah. why they picked these materials.
0: Totally. Cause like what's happening like on the Brig Rage, and I forgot the gentleman's name, but Louis Vuitton just appointed a new, um men's uh whatever lead designer or person who's heading louis vuitton's men's line and this individual comes from the background of like streetwear culture and things like that so there a lot of things are now being talked about how streetwear is like bridging you know like high fashion and then just sort of seeing what that looks like or plays out to being in terms of changing the whole fashion scene so it's exciting times and that yeah. whole culture of things
1: i know it's and it's it, that is a little bit scary too just kind of being like a small fish in a big pond um because i mean you have these brands that are just they uh well i even noticed this with my my clothing line was uh lacoste actually just came out with an endangered species thing so they replaced <laughs> the uh the alligator with the uh endangered species and they only made like a certain run for that many animals. Really? but so i was like man that's like bad timing but at the same time it's <laughs> It's you good know, to
0: like, it's, it's part of, it's relevant.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that yeah. was really cool about that. But it's also like, you know, when, when you get a budget and that's what I'm really excited to do. Like, I mean, I'm still, still kind of on the come up and things like that and I'm trying to make things on a budget just because, you know, you're an artist and um, I'm full time trying to do art as a, as a daily thing. But uh, yeah, it'd be cool to just do a project where I just kind of, I'm able to go all out. And, uh, totally And just do sort of What, what your I heart can come up with yeah. so,
0: Wicked wicked So where can people If people want a piece Right now yeah. Like they're looking at you They see the jersey You're wearing Like I want that Off your back now Where can they How can they buy it Where can they contact you Best, What's the best
1: way? Best way to do that is at uh my Instagram, G underscore rat originals. Um we can do the link in bio there. Yeah. And uh <laughs> But uh yeah, we we've got, I've got a website, originals.ca, but that's cool. been under construction. Um it's just not perfect yet. So I wanna I wanna update and have all the new clothing on there. Um but yeah, Instagram DM me, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Cool. Um any art pieces go to Udell Gallery on one twenty fourth street. Cool. But uh Yeah. Dope, dope. So thank you for coming down and having this conversation. This was
0: super dope, super awesome to kind of hear a little bit more insights in the whole fashion and art industry. And thank you for coming on the show, sir.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: All right. This is like a long lull for the delay. (laughs) all (laughs) All right, everyone. So peace until next time. Thank you for tuning in to Getting 360 with Just Bobby T. You are on Facebook Live. I would really appreciate it if you hit that share button. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, I would love it and appreciate it and would have so much respect if you could leave a rating. So many more podcasts to come, and I appreciate you guys listening. Peace.